What up? We've got Leslie Myers in the house. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Beck? Doing pretty good. I'm glad that we uh, made this call. This is exciting. I get to yeah. see your hair again. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> so for those, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, Leslie has great hair and I compliment, it on her, compliment her on it every time. So you're really missing out. You should watch the video on YouTube. It's very good um, for my hair confidence. <laughs> so why don't we get started by you telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe just a brief self-intro. Sure. Yeah. I am a naturopathic doctor practicing in Asheville, North Carolina. And what that is, is that means I practice holistic medicine. So after college, I went to a four-year naturopathic medical school where it's set up similar to regular med school, but we learn holistic medicine. We learn about herbal remedies, homeopathy, nutrition, lifestyle counseling, and about getting to the root cause of illness and really looking to, um, to listen to patients, meet them where they are, and address health holistically. So looking at everything, mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul. Yeah. So uh, I used to practice in Seattle and my wife and I have a clinic together. She's also a naturopathic doctor and MD. And we moved our practice to Asheville about five years ago. So and, uh, I practice here locally and over half of my practice is virtual over Zoom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's um, nice. So how did you, a lot of times when people start a business, it's because of something that happened in their past or they're like, you know, uh, is there a reason that you got into this kind of business? Right. Uh, well, you know, looking back, I realized that I just didn't quite, there was a point in time where I just started to feel like kind of chronic fatigue and had some gut issues and I'd always been interested in medicine, but was turned off of conventional medicine at some point. And then I thought, okay, well, I won't be a doctor. And then I started looking into herbal medicine, alternative medicine. I created my own major in college around that. And then online, you know, I'm from the South, I'm from New Orleans. And so I'd never met, met a naturopathic doctor. And I was just wandering around online and saw this program. And I thought, wow, that's perfect for me. I could do this and be a doctor. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's been exactly what, I've, what I'm supposed to do. That's amazing. And you said your wife is also a naturopath. How did you guys meet? She did. We met in school. She was a couple years ahead of me. And um, we knew each other a little bit. And we always liked each other. And then, and huh. then yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so cute. One day we kind of asked each other out. Um, and the rest is history. Amazing. I feel like I need yeah. to do like a queer hustle, like a like a love podcast, because I always want to hear all the stories. But this is a business. Okay, let's get back to business. <laughs> um so you recently did a Facebook Live um that shifted a few things for you. Do you want to tell us about that? I did. So when I was, yeah, I've been in practice for 10 years and throughout that, my relationship with my patients and how I talk about my sexuality has evolved. So when I first started my practice, I, you know, I'd only been out for maybe a couple of years and I think I was a little more hesitant. You know, I was concerned about are they, are our patients going to react well to this? 
And, but I did, you know, I did reveal like that I um, was gay to, to many patients, just not all of them. But now, you know, I have married, I have kids, like it's uh, it pretty quickly evolved to where I shared it with everyone, especially once Emily and I joined practices and it was um, pretty automatic. And, and, to, and these days, you know, I share it really um, quickly and, and openly with all of my patients and, and it's really nice to be that open and vulnerable with them. I'm finding actually that in all areas of my life, with my patients, I'm, I'm revealing more and more. And that, that just deepens um, the connection with my patients and, and their ability to share more and more with me. Mm-hmm. And um, so this past fall, I, you know, and lately I've been also realizing that as I work on myself, even though it's not, doesn't seem to directly affect, doesn't, it's not really working on my practice. I do find that it, affects my practice positively. So if I address something in my life, I see how that theme is positively affected in my practice. So I, although, you know, I'm really comfortable with my sexuality and, and there's no problem there as far as like being out, I, I realize, hey, you know, there is still some ickiness and like some shame that's like deep down in there that's probably just left over and I want to be rid of this because I don't want to make, I don't want to hold myself back from anything because of what I might be thinking. Someone from high school is thinking about me or, you know, these little like tiny thoughts that you just realize are there. And so I decided to do a Facebook live and this was on my personal Facebook group. And I just, I just told like the whole story about like, you know, my sexuality when I was younger and like, what I was thinking and how I was hiding myself, but I didn't even know it. And all these weird like subconscious thoughts that were there and conscious thoughts too, that would peep in every now and then and, and how that really evolved and, and, and how I evolved with it and um, just kind of put everything out there, you know, and it was really scary and it was really vulnerable. But as I was doing it, I, I mean, just two minutes into it, I felt like this release and this relief. And, mm. um, and it was great. It was really great. I got a lot of positive feedback, but you know, that didn't even really matter. It was just about like, just kind of getting it out there and just it's like, it's like building your confidence. It, it, that sort of stuff builds your confidence, that kind of vulnerability and things like that. When you're able to say things that you previously, it's not like you're hiding it particularly, but you you're able just to say it and phrase it however you want. And it just say it in a way that is, personal to you and um, meaningful to you. When you can say that kind of stuff, it doesn't really matter who's listening or what they say, but yeah, it really brings a sense of freedom, right? It's true. It's like you're talking to the whole world and then, and then you're free to like say it after that really easily. Like it comes mm-hmm. out really easily after that if, if you need to talk, say something like that in a conversation. And yeah. I think that's, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think that as, you know, queer, queer women, often we come out at some point and then we, that's it. And it's not like we have to run around like with rainbow flags screaming at everyone's face every day, but it does, it is good to have that like constant reminder because, well, first of all, our Facebook feeds and people that we meet and things change all the time. And uh, when, like, for example, when I came out, I was, I had a specific circle of people 
and I no longer have anyone in my life that is part of that specific circle of people. So it's like, I mean, I found more and more people who are obviously um, queer and, you know, kind of found, you know, it, there's no real need to come out all the time. But when I'm at conferences or I'm meeting new people, it's important to still have that truth be a thing and not, sometimes I do find myself avoiding the topic or like I just don't mention it because I don't want to get into that conversation or things like that. Right. Right. It's nice to, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's like a growing up, a continually evolving thing for us, even mm-hmm. though we might've come out 10 years ago. Exactly. I like right. that. So let's shoot a challenge out to the audience, shall we? Yes, definitely. So um, do you want to do it? Sure. Um, on my Facebook live thing, I called it shame sharing. And I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it's kind of like maybe a little bit, I wish I were have named it a little more, more of a positive thing, but I think the word sharing has enough positivity in there. So um, yeah, certainly go on to your Facebook live or maybe Instagram live and go ahead and just, and share what you need to share, get it out there. Something you've been scared about, but you deep down probably know that it's not something that you need to be scared about. Or, or maybe it is, maybe you're, maybe you know, you might get a little bit of negative feedback. That's okay. That just happens. You know, being authentic and being you and just putting it out there is just incredibly freeing. And if you've ever experienced something like that, you'll just experience more of it. Hmm. Yeah, so do that. Uh, tag Queer Hustle if you can. Tag uh, Leslie if you can. You should definitely be friends with her on Facebook. We'll talk a little bit how, about how to get in touch with you after this. Um, but it, it also would work not, I mean, it doesn't have to just be about being, uh, you know, it doesn't have to just be about your sexuality. It could be about any truth that you've been just like, oh, I, you know, I really think that, um, I don't know, like some controversial opinion. Because um, at the end of the day, someone who doesn't respect your opinion probably shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be hanging out with them that much anyways, you know. Um, it, it, they don't have to agree with you, but to, you know, if they really hate it and start arguing with you, it's, it's I don't hang out with those people. Right. If there's something that you like, then you should be able to put it out there without judgment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so just going back to the business a little bit, being in business as a queer woman, a queer woman, you, I mean, you said you're pretty out about it. Have there been any issues or is it, is there any particular difficulty or was there any difficulty going into business? Issues. I would say there probably have been a couple of patients where when they realized that I was gay or that my wife is gay, that they stopped seeing us. Never any like hostility, but I think it has happened a couple of times. And, you know, it's okay. It's all right. I'm sure they found another doctor and perhaps they learned a little bit more about gay people from us, you know, that we're just normal people. And so it probably was a positive thing in the end. I like that. You're a good ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So, and, and working with queer people as well. Have you, do you do a lot of that? Yes. Gosh, I love when uh, queer people come to me. I mean, I'm always like, yes, inner inside, you know, it's, it's a little like, <laughs> um, it's definitely a happy thing. And it's just nice to be able to share uh, that commonality and 
it's nice to be able to offer that that commonality to my patients. You know, they know that to come to me, they don't have to feel awkward about, you know, if it, what if they have to talk about their relationship or their sex life or um, something somebody said to them or just feeling, you know, having issues of depression since they were younger because they were gay or, you know, just things like that, that they, they can automatically know that I understand, you know, and it feels good to be able to provide that for people. That's awesome. That's such an important thing. I love that. Um, as far as setting up your business at the time that you were setting it up and going through, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve and setting up a business and starting a practice and all that kind of thing. Um, what were your struggles with that and low points just from the point of view of people, you know, people starting a business, what is there to watch out for kind of thing? Just in general and not being about being queer and starting a business. Either. I mean, being queer, if there were any specific things, that'd be cool, but I don't know that there. I don't think there were. Um, but just in terms of starting a business, it certainly was, I've certainly got, gotten a lot better at it. And I wish I had known, things that I wish I had known were that one of them is definitely that the way that I'm feeling and the way that I am taking care of myself and making sure that what's best for me is coming is, is going to be a reflect. I'm putting, I'm making the business to, to be built best for me to be strongest. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Totally. If I knew, if I knew that that was so important and that would actually affect my business, that would have been that, you know, I think that would have been really cool to know that then. And, um, because I think when you're first starting out, you're like, oh, I'll accept anything and anyone. And, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how, how um, you know, people treat me or it doesn't matter. I'll change my hours for what they need. And, and that just, that, that might seem like it would work. But it's, if you make, if you organize a business about, around what's best for you, that's going to work better and your business is going to thrive more. I totally agree with that. When I started, I've been in business for like six and a half years, I think. And when I first started, literally for the first probably four and a half years, maybe even five years, I just was like that. I was like, and I think I was like, I'm doing everything all the time, constantly stressed, just thinking if I just work harder, like that, it will be fine. But I wasn't doing like a lot of self-care stuff. And so I was just burned out and unhappy um, and, and thought, well, I just have to work harder because this, you know, I want to have a successful business. But you're exactly right. You have to really take that time for yourself and I think a lot of times when we are like that, letting people kind of walk all over us or just taking any job or just like treating ourselves that way, it's really a problem, not with our business, but with our self-worth and how we, how much we love ourselves. Exactly. As entrepreneurs, it's just so easy to get burned out as like pretty much every naturopathic doctor and probably every doctor I know at some point got burned out and then, then they hopefully realize at some point. To how to do it differently but the same mm -hmm. is I think for all entrepreneurs right yeah definitely definitely and I think especially well with naturopathic doctors maybe it's like you know a mechanic that doesn't have his car fixed quite often right. I, I know a lot of naturopathic doctors but it's like it's like anything you know a website builder often has broken links on their website or things like that you got to be like super extra careful to look after yourself because you're 
quite often giving people and like really helping you just want to help everyone and forget about yourself. It's true. And you know, we go through these grueling four years and, and it's insane how many of us are feeling so sick after that or during that. And then you go right into practice and exactly you're wanting to give so much time and so much care to your patients. It is a learning process. Totally. Um, did you have any fears or specific low points during that time of building the business? Definitely. There were many times where I thought, gosh, is this going to work? Do I need to go work for somebody else? Um, yeah, it was, it was hard for a few years there, for sure. I think the, and the fear is like, am I, am, am I ever going to be able to make it where I'm not so concerned that it's not going to make it, you know? And, mm. and then after we had our first child and added that to the mix and we were doing some part-time at home, you know, I guess just, it was, it was tight for a while there trying to figure out how to have your own business and, and make it. Yeah. Just to make it. But, you know, I just, I knew that I didn't want a boss because I just like to do everything the way that I think that they should be done. And, and, you know, I see something wrong and I'm like, why are we doing it that way? I want to do it the way that I think is the best. You know? So I was pretty sure I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I think you reach a certain point where you're like, Oh shit, I'm unemployable. If I don't make this work, I don't, I cannot go back to a job. I tried to get a job once again after I didn't really try. I just kind of like, sent out a few lame resumes and was like, Oh, why am I doing this? And then I just stopped doing it and went back to try to work for myself. Cause we're unemployable for sure. <laughs> just got to make it work. Right. That's a good term. Unemployable. <laughs> um, and was there like an aha moment when you were, you know, you thought oh, I've made it or like, this is, it's not like I've made, you know, this is the absolute dream, but Holy shit, this is actually going to work and it's working. Uh, I think that that was probably, gosh, you know, probably like a year ago, really, not that long ago, when I, when I realized, when I just got really comfortable and thought, okay, this is, I know how to do this now. Like, even if somebody wiped out our whole practice, I could just build it again because I know how to mm -hmm. do it and I know it works now, you know. So That's that awesome. definitely, it feels good and it's reassuring. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. I mean, there's just lots of little, you know, little tricks and little nuggets. Like I think that probably for a doctor in their own practice and maybe this applies to other entrepreneurs, like low overhead, small practice is the smartest way to go. I think. Definitely. It must be a lot easier having some, a lot of clients on zoom. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that really doesn't take away from the overhead actually, cause we still need yeah, like an office and reception and, but, but keeping all that slow and then, and sourcing out for thing, things that we need help with. I, that's keeping it simple in that way has been nice for us. And that might change one day. I don't know. You know, things are changing all the time. My ideas are always changing, but I like that. You seem to be an ideas person. It's good. Yeah, you too, huh? Yeah, those are, those are my people. Um, 
So let me ask you a couple more questions. What is your favorite book? Personal hmm. development-ish, business-ish, any, and maybe anything else if you have a separate one too. Gosh, I have a lot of favorite books right now. The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Hmm. It's a really great book about this guy who, it's uh, an autobiography and he basically starts saying just yes to everything that comes his way, like yes mm -hmm. to the universe. And at the same time, he starts meditating an insane amount. And he went from like having very little possessions and just some land. And then he built this incredible, huge computer business. And, and he really, without, you know, with a lot of energy, but without like so much, uh, without white knuckling it and without like the hard struggle. He, and <laughs> he talks about how it's, it happened because he just surrendered to everything. And my takeaway was really partly that, but, but that about the meditation and that when you're meditating regularly, that you're just very much in tune and in touch with what's like going to flow and going to work. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, so you meditate regularly? I do. And, and, you know, off and on, I'm not perfect. Of course, like just mm -hmm. yesterday, I'm like, Oh, I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, I think the holidays threw me off a little bit for that, but, okay. but, you know, twice a day, if, if it works and then once a day is, is really the goal right now. I've, I've realized that twice a day might not always work with my schedule and the kids. And, um, but Are they guided meditations or just, no, just, um, I do TM and, uh, transcendental meditation. I really want to learn about that. I'm going to ask you about that after. <laughs> yeah. It's been incredible. It's been cool. Incredible. But there's many similar types of meditations that I would equally vouch for. But it's more about having, um, like, clearing your mind for 20 minutes and, and but also being, like, totally okay that thoughts are going to come in. Mm. Awesome. Um, and uh, I guess almost lastly, uh, what advice do you have for a queer woman who's thinking about starting a business but isn't sure if it's uh, going to work, is the right thing, whatever? I think that my advice would – I have two pieces of advice. The first would be – you know, if you're really passionate about it and you think you're going to be really passionate about it for a long time, then definitely go for it. And my second piece would be to get support. So like hire somebody to help you or guide you like coach, business coach or web tech help people, you know, <laughs> like just don't be afraid. Yeah. Invest in that stuff. Totally. I think a lot of times we, um, we justify why we can't spend the money on something, but then we spend so much time learning the stuff, like reinventing the wheel when you could just learn it from a course or something. And there are loads of free courses as well, but a lot of times we're trying to reinvent the wheel and we could just ask somebody who's just done it or could just tell you exactly how to get around the problem. Completely. And then you can spend your time doing the stuff you are good at. Exactly. That was a real breakthrough moment for me for sure. Um, so where, what are you promoting right now, if anything, and where can people find you? So my, our, our website is waterleafnaturopathic.com. So W-A-T-E-R-L-E-A-F 
N A T U R O P A T H. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so, and you can find everything about us on there. You can schedule online with us there and uh, read about my bio. Um, we have a blog. And what, what I do for my new patients is an hour free consult before we start working together. And that's really to see if, you know, I give, I give some starting points, but really to see if we're a good fit to work together. So feel free to schedule one of those. And I'd love to, to chat with anybody who's interested. Awesome. And those links, that link will be um, below this video if you just want to click it and not check it out. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be underneath of the video and also on the podcast notes in Anchor, um, which you can see the podcast at queerhustle.com forward slash, forward slash podcast. Um, let's see. I think that's all the questions. Holy crap. Yeah. We did well. Thanks for being on the show, Leslie. Hey, thanks, Beck. It's awesome. I love Queer Hustle and thanks for uh, bringing us all together. Yes. <laughs>